Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. At the coffee shop, Glenn. Love being at the coffee shop. How you doing, brother? Good, man. We got uh, we're surrounded by Java and uh, and muffins and and it's yeah. But I forgot to put gel in my hair. I was going to ask you how the convertible or the hogs working out for you pretty well. <laughs> oh my gosh! Man. <laughs> oh man, you look like Kramer. Oh, I was just so tired too, man. <laughs> the uh, no, I do look like Kramer. I love it, and the uh, coffee's not kicked in yet, so. Got to crank me up a little bit here, brother. Uh, I, you know, I know you well enough to know that uh, what caffeine doesn't do for you, adrenaline does. So I know I got to find some of that, though. Yeah, I think you will. Normally, you will. the adrenaline comes in the hair gel, but <laughs> wait a minute, we'll sniff it or put it on your head? No, I guess it just osmosis. I put it in my head and it just leaks through. <laughs> oh, geez, so good that's a whole you, man. other show. Good seeing you, my brother. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. It's good to be here. So. Uh, so we, what are we talking about? Are we going to do housekeeping? We have no yeah, housekeeping. Yeah, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do, you we know? Do? Yeah, we, um, uh, I want to shout out, uh, we, we, um, we get occasionally, we get people who pop into the uh, coffee kitty and just want to shout out, you know, we got the names posted out there, but I dropped the ball on one on the website for a while and we had a, we really? had somebody, yeah, we you had You dropped somebody. the ball? Yeah, I did. Come on, man, you don't drop the ball. And we love our listeners, and we love when they throw a couple bucks in the kitty. All the money goes back to production costs, so we don't make any money off of this. In fact, we have uh, sworn to you 2 since we use their uh, their theme song, we have sworn to them we're not making any money. That's right. It's official. So what are we talking about so today? So who's the shout-out? Yeah. Are we giving a shout-out to somebody in particular? No, it's all anonymous. Shout out to the anonymous. Yeah. And for the for the semi anonymous, go check out the website <laughs> on the about us page and we thank everybody individually. I know, so. by the way, man, you're doing a great job on that on that website. You know, normally podcasts and a website is just like a little billboard. Mm -hmm. I mean, ours is like the Congressional Library of Sobriety <laughs> Resources. Well, we're getting there. I, I, I mean, I, it's, it's unbelievable. And then the writings. The writings are... I mean, I'll tell you what. People out there that may have heard of this AI chat GPT, you have... They have nothing on you. Mm. I mean, I mean, the shit that comes out of your brain and down in writing... You know about sobriety and about you know living sober and just about the you know sober soul and just about you know embracing you know a a, a sober life and, and what sobriety brings. I mean those writings. You know I, I'm actually thinking about starting framing some of them because you know, they are they are really sexy, meaningful, impactful words. Well, you know at the end of the day, Glenn, it's just our story. That's that's all it is. It's what we've learned in the rooms and and what you know, we've learned in books and on YouTube and all these other grant work. I mean, think about the day and age we live in. I mean, if you want to get healthy, you can go to YouTube and, and find your way to getting healthy. If you want to build a bike, you can go build a bike. You can, if you want to recover, there are so many resources out there, you know? No, I get that. And, and, but there's a, you're not allowing me to give you a compliment. <laughs> um, there is a way of, of putting words together <clears throat> that make a story come alive, that make a story become impactful. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I'm saying. If you go to our website, sober.coffee, 
It's not sober.coffee.com. No, sober.coffee. Just, just coffee. If you go to the website and look under writings, writings mm-hmm. not blogs, it's writings. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll 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 get some value out of it. Yeah, if you sign up if, for the if, if you sign amazed. up for the um, uh, for the newsletter list, uh, we'll dump those right into your inbox twice a week. So. Yeah, but I think I'm I'm not getting them twice a week. So I, I think there's more writings than I'm getting emails. Okay. So I think I think you want you I mean, want people to proactively go there. Well, certainly drop your email, but right. I just think and and if you drop your email today, you're not going to get all the prior ones. That's correct. Right. So you got to go to the website and look under writings <clears throat> and look under resources. I mean, stuff mm-hmm. we talk about here on the show right. it gets dropped in there. Songs and websites and right. tools and guests and all but, good stuff. But anyhow, man, nice nice work on the website. I mean, that's yeah. really becoming. You know, from from a billboard to a, a full congressional outline yeah. of, of our show, and we welcome. I love that. <laughs> I love our um, I love our Instagram community too. You get a lot of feedback from that. We love the feedback. So here's the thing. You want to hear something funny about Instagram? Yeah. I mean, f- folks, we're not about the numbers, but <clears throat> so we had nine thousand nine hundred and ninety two. Uh. Instagram followers, right? Almost the 10,000 level. Mm-hmm. Instagram must not have liked that because within two days, they they took away 500 followers. Oh, well, maybe 500 relapsed. Nah. No, it's it's the algorithm. I mean, who knows what Instagram mm-hmm. does? Well, let's talk about those that <clears throat> drift away from the program. Oh, well, we man. We talk about you, that today. I mean, relapse? Yeah. The R word? Oh, no, you can call it a slip. If you'd like, that's bullshit. Okay. See now the adrenaline's kicking. Don't in. See, it's nothing about. Well, I mean, it's it's, re- not- it, it's real. I mean, all right, I'm 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 ready to talk about relapse. Yeah. Relapse. So what's what's our focus? Relapse. Yeah. Life or death, you know, or let's what, just, what's- yeah. Let's just talk about all right, it so we're, we're, because we're- it breaks my it breaks my heart. But you know, I I hear it so often. It's part of recovery. I was just gonna say, yeah, but Mikey, it's part of recovery. Yeah, I hear that so often. Bullshit. And, you know, it doesn't have to be. You know, go ahead and, and hear somebody say that statement. But the fact of the matter is it doesn't have to be part of your story, my story, you know. And that's the thing that breaks my heart is that, you know, I, I would say that I relapsed over the years before I came into AA. If if you want to say a commitment to stop drinking and then drink or a commitment to stop drugging and then drug, Okay, I did that repeatedly in my life. I consider a, I don't really consider those relapses. That was part of my drinking career. But once I got into a sobriety, once I felt sobriety, once I started working a program of recovery, then if I were to drink, I would consider that a relapse. Maybe I'm just splitting hairs, but I, you know, I get the pain of the commitment and then not happening. But what I don't get is why somebody wants to give up what they what they've got okay so god this is a great topic but terrible topic um because it's a terrible topic you know in fact so let me just premise i i had a sponsee relapse this week Mm. you know so i've gone through relapse you know so i mean let's just set the baseline you have not, right? I mean, one's correct. I mean, since October 2018, my first <clears throat> real rehab, my my first detox, you have my not, first you rehab. Have not. Okay, no. so God bless you, man. Well, yes, he I, has. I, I, yeah, give, give me bumps on that, man. right, dude? Don't take a picture of me without my hair gel. Oh, yeah, that's going up. Um, so 
I um, I have taken a different path. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, I, I have a PhD in relapse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we we have some different perspectives here mm-hmm. this morning. So I think you know you know I looked up in Google, Doctor Google, and Doctor Google says a relapse is a deterioration after improvement. Mm, okay, there you go. So I love that. Not necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. You know, alcohol or drug relapse, but that's just relapse in general, right? Um, Say that again, a deterioration after what? Deterioration after improvement. Okay, got it. So so Glenn's been through a couple of iterations of, of my, how I define relapse, right? Or not necessarily how I define it, but how I want to treat it or, or how I want to look at it. So for a long period of time, when I was relapsing, when I was the relapse king, don't forget, I was, I was in over 75 hospitalizations mm-hmm. for alcohol, meaning the only way for me to stop drinking was to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I would drink, go to the hospital, detox, you know, and then go two months, and then I'd drink again. And, and the reason I did that, looking back, because I've had a period of sobriety now, Looking back, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason why I did that was because I didn't work the program and I didn't have any tools. Mm-hmm. So the minute anything went sideways in my life, the only tool I knew, the only thing that I knew that worked for me mm-hmm. was escape. Mm-hmm. And, and I escaped in the bottle, right. right? So that precipitated, that drove a lot of my relapses, right? I mean, I relapsed king. In fact, there there were some people in the program that just watched me struggle. You know, just come back and go out and come back and go out and come back. And they're like, Glenn, just go out and drink. You know, you're miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, just go out and drink. Um, so when I was doing that and I was coming in, you know, and I had to admit yet another relapse, um, you know, I enjoyed or I wanted or needed to be coddled. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all those things. Oh, Glenn, it's okay. Glenn, come here, man. Give me bumps. Give me a hug. It's okay. It's okay. You know, don't beat yourself up. You know, just get back on the horse. You know, get back on the wagon. You know, just just get back in the game. You know, just 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 go to some more meetings. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was literally years of that. And 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 I didn't want any tough love. You know, my grand sponsor would give me tough love. He goes, hey, you're killing yourself. You know, and, and he would just talk up to me straight. You know, so so when when, when I see people relapsing, right, and they, and, and they come back, you know, they all love the coddling. You know, oh, it's just a slip. Okay. So that was then. Mm-hmm. I have a different look at it now. And do you know why? Why? Because I have watched relapse lead to death it's it's life it is it's real it's life or death i mean it's uh you know i have a i have a slightly different perspective than you and again that's the beauty of that's the beauty of our relationship and the beauty of all the relationships that we're involved in right and i have two things first of all i said earlier it breaks my heart when somebody goes back out because i know two things i know first of all uh, and not having the benefit of your definition, but I know that they're deteriorating, that they're moving backwards from something that, 
you know, has brought me such joy, peace, serenity, and purpose and fulfillment in my life. And I know they were feeling it. And then to go back out breaks my breaks my heart that they're putting themselves back into chaos and dark, chaos and darkness and and all those things. So I think that when they come back in the room, I'm telling you, I I put superhero status on them because they they came back in the room because of what you just said. The the alternative to coming back in the room is possible death. And I used Dr. Google this week to look up two things. And I think we have a pretty mixed audience here, but I looked up death, alcohol-related deaths last year were 140,000 in the U.S., 140,000 in the U.S. Uh, alcohol-related deaths. Alcohol-related deaths. Can everything everything from uh, bodily failure uh, to accidents to falls leading to death to they this is a they this is under this is under the category of preventable deaths and it's the number one cause of preventable hang on that word for a minute preventable deaths um but again because of our audience i just want to throw out one more stat and that is 106,000 died of drug overdose last year so you've got a quarter of a million people who went back out or went were out never came in that no longer walk the 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 earth because because of something that is preventable. I'm not sure if I believe those numbers. Well, I've got there. You'll you'll see them in the resource room. They'll they'll be linked um, to the sources. I would think it'd be much 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 higher. Hmm. And 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 I think what the issue is, and 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 um, I don't think a lot of those deaths really have the actual reason of death on there you know um can we I, agree that a ton of people die oh absolutely can we agree that we almost did yeah and and the the night that i was quote unquote dead yeah you know they they weren't going to put alcohol they were going to put a brain bleed you know you know a brain bleed issue right mm -hmm. but the brain bleed issue was because of alcohol mm-hmm Glenn, I was in intensive you know. care for five days. Intensive care. No, I know. I, I, I just think those numbers are much higher, and, and you, you're right. The number doesn't matter, but number a lot matter. of people, a lot of people are impacted and thousands. die. Yeah, you know, from from alcohol and drugs, and um, so it's serious. And and I think, you know, when when it was happening to me, you know, I I wanted the grace, you know, I wanted the love, I wanted the forgiveness, I wanted the understanding. You know, I wanted all the excuses. And then when when I got, you know, sober and had some sobriety and I watched other people around me relapse and die, people that we know, right. people that we yep. love yep. in the rooms, and it's not just one or two. Good people. <clears throat> great people. Um, you know, I started taking a different look at it. Mm -hmm. I, I really did. I'm like... You know, maybe it was just clear-headed time or whatever, but I started looking at relapse as a major fire alarm. For yourself. For myself and, mm -hmm. and for those around me and right. for my sponsees. Well, you know, I had a, um, we had a death, we had a death just recently of somebody who left, you know, two kids behind, a wife and two kids uh, behind, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old, and a wife who's not got to support her family. And all, all for the reason of escape. 
He just wanted to escape. One Friday night, he was he was in recovery, and one Friday night he went out and and he died. You know, the details are unimportant, but I guarantee you he died of drugs and alcohol. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying that they didn't say it was anything else. That was his cause of death. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I just shake my head now at people that just scoff at relapse and just coddle people, and and because here's why, you know, I think it's dangerous to do that. I I think it's okay to be honest and a little assertive with people, mm-hmm. and 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 say, hey. Michael, love you, man, and and hey, I'm sorry to hear that you, that that you relapsed, you know. But man, relapse is a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's okay to to really underline it. And but there's so many there's so many people out there that just want to softball it. Mm-hmm. And 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 what what I have seen, and and maybe we have seen. I want to speak for you, but what what I have seen is softballing leads to more softballing, Mm -hmm. leads to more relapses because it doesn't outline the level of urgency, underline the urgency and critical nature of a relapse and what can happen, especially with drugs because somewhere somewhere along that line, I I, I don't do drugs. I mean, somewhere along that line, how do you know when – the next hit, you do, you don't push over the line today. You don't know with fentanyl. If you don't know, but let, let me liken it to my grandson, right? So my 12, 10 year old grandson lives. He's under not drinking, road. is he? No, but right, he's good. playing with dangerous things. He goes to the field, he finds a piece of sharp metal, right? I tell him that's dangerous. Throw the thing away, right? So next thing I know, he's got the he 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 hasn't thrown it away. He's he's got it. and He's playing with it in the backyard. Now I can't go. Oh. Okay, so you went and got the sharp thing again. Welcome back. Thanks for being home. Can I get you some brownies? No, I have to discipline. I have to let him know. There's no urgency with that. Well, there is urgency. No, no. If if you sit there and say, ah, you know. Yeah, right. Oh, you have it again. uh." Right, there's no urgency. But if I I get stern and say, look, I told you for your own good not to do this. Right. I suggested that you don't right. do this, right. young one, you know, but it's the same thing. You know, ultimately, I'm going to coddle him, but not initially. I'm not going to coddle him. See, so I think there's a, you know, look, I love what do they say? Love, love the sin, hate the sinner. Mm-hmm. No, no. Love the sinner, hate the sin. <laughs> right. Oops. My bad. Um, right. Mike, Mike, so, you're doing it wrong. So, so look, I, look, I. The guy that, that you just referenced that went out this week, love him to death. I love him in my very core. He was brother in arms with me, been doing the road to recovery with me, and then he goes out. You know, I haven't talked to him. I'm not happy with him. You know, I and when I when I do talk to him, I'm I'm going to tell him how unhappy I am with him. But but that doesn't mean I don't love him any less. It doesn't mean I love him any more. I loved him then. I love him now. The fact of the matter is. He really did something stupid. He and what I mean by stupid is he didn't follow. He didn't. He didn't use his toolbox, obviously. And and the reason I can say that with all confidence is that if you work the program and if you have enough tools and you find what's working for you, you keep doing those things. Somewhere he stopped doing those things. I think, in some instances, when I look at mine and some others that I know, it's ego. Mm-hmm. And it's, <clears throat> I've got this. I got this figured out this time. I'm the man. 
I'm the king. I got this. And I can drink that one or two beers. And you know what? Who are they to tell me, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. that I can't drink? Who are they? Right. And I'm telling you, every time, man, I see the ego suck the oxygen out of the room and um, <clears throat> in, in myself and others. And I was like, you know what? I've got this, man. I don't need this program. I don't need to do what they do, man. I'm not as bad as them. Or I, I'm telling you, the ego and how the self importance and it's all bullshit because it's all fake. It's not real. And it'll get you every single time. So do you think they just didn't have enough pain the first time, or what? What? What point do do you think no, that somebody think, says it's okay to go out there and cause destruction to myself and all the people around me again? So I know for me, I had major significant pain. Yes. So it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't think there was pain. It was. I am Superman. Mm. I feel I am so in control of my own life. I am king. <clears throat> my ego said, man, I got this. I am so talented. It's lack of surrender. Okay. So, so let's stay at this intersection for a minute. What do you, what does sober Glenn tell Eagle Glenn today? What, what would you tell your old self today? Or what do you tell your Eagle Glenn today? Super easy. Go ahead. Glenn, you don't have this. You have, <clears throat> excuse me, you have proven enough times. Sorry, man, I'm choking mm-hmm. on my muffin. <laughs> you have proven enough times. You know how many people die annually choking on muffins? One. <laughs> it's about to happen, I guess, <laughs> apparently. Chokes on a muffin. <laughs> excuse me, first Sorry, one. let's get serious. So, so um, I mean, I play the tape. So there's 25 things I do. I mean, let's, let's, let's tear apart. I think I'm going to answer your question at some point, but. Let's tear apart relapse, right? There's three phases of relapse, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. And, and as we know and as we live our lives today, we are hyper aware of where aware. we're at, right? right? So awareness is one of my superpowers. Right. <clears throat> so there's three phases of relapse. One is emotional. Mm-hmm. So that's when my life, I'm not using the tools of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm kind of taking over control. I'm cranky. I'm irritable. Right. Discontent, I'm, right. Yeah, almost. I'm not right. getting the sleep I need, mm-hmm. right? I'm, mm-hmm. I've just got too much going on. I'm, I'm starting to worry about stuff. I, you know, stressful things come up and, and you know, I'm not using the immediate. So, so it, it pushed me in a bad spot, mm-hmm. <clears throat> bad emotional soil. Mm-hmm. Then the second phase is the mental phase. That's where I start saying, okay, I'm not feeling good, right? That's the emotional. And then what am I going to do? Hey, Mikey, remember that time, man, where I sat and I drank that big glass of vodka and, oh, man, it just took all my stress away for an afternoon, man. Do you remember how good, you know, Glenn, do you remember how great that felt? Oh, my God, that was great. And, and that's the, the mental, mm-hmm. right? And, right? And start thinking, hey, man, um, you know what? Oh, that'd be great. Let me see. I'm not doing anything tonight, mm-hmm. right? Maybe Jen's out of town. Maybe I can just sit and have a cocktail. Just one or two. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll stop after two. Absolutely. I can stop after two. I can smooth out the afternoon. I'm telling you, this is the mental. Yes. Okay. And and I actually, you know, I actually 
you know, go through these two phases. Right. I haven't in seven plus years gone through the third phase, but I've, I'm definitely on a regular basis in and out of the emotional phase. I call mm-hmm. it the first wheel. Mm-hmm. The second one, mental, I still go through that today. Mm-hmm. I still think, hey, man, this afternoon, afternoon's clear. Right. You know, right. And, and I did it for 20 years, so it's not like it's not a habit, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't have it readily available to Right, right. But I sit there and think, hey, man, I got the afternoon clear. I could get, you know, one, you know, I've, I've got a... Shame on me, but I've got a pint of rum in mm-hmm. my house. I don't even like rum. But mm-hmm. I got a pint of rum, and I'm like, hey, that would do it. And mm-hmm. that would smooth out my afternoon. Now, I'm going to go home and throw that away today. Yeah, that's good idea. But, you know, I have a pint of rum that somebody brought for the holidays four months ago, and yet I still think about it's there. Right. That's the mental. That's the mental, okay. Right? And then the third phase is physical. Physical. That's when I open that bottle, pour it in, and drink it. Right. And that's where things get dangerous because it goes from your heads to your hands, right? So it goes from and your sometimes head. it goes real quick, yeah, without thinking about it, yeah. and that's the danger of having the pint of rum around, right? Right. Well, that's the danger of of not being aware, because because I'm guessing, and I'm going to put words in your mouth now, but I'm guessing that when you start feeling that irritable, that emotion, you're aware, and you're going, uh oh, I'm about to go to the mental phase here. And if you get to the mental phase, then you're like, well, hold up a second. I'm, I'm aware that something is, is amiss. I got to go grab the tool out of my toolbox. Am I right? So I can most of the time, so again, I'm hyper aware, just like you are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are hyper aware of where we're at. Um, most of the time, I handle it in the emotional phase. Mm-hmm. Um, rarely it gets to the mental phase where I start fantasizing i start mm-hmm. pondering you know but i catch myself again oh, sure. hyper aware you, we're not aware of our we're not aware of our, our mental capabilities all the time that brain is a crazy thing you know again you know sometimes we can't control our thoughts we control right. our actions, actions. And, and right. a lot of times it's what do you do with your thoughts do right. you sit there and romance them mm-hmm. right um i mean some some people do that you know sexually some people mm-hmm. do it you know, with with drinking, some people, you know, and and once once your mind gets, you know, the longer you're on the mental relapse path, mm-hmm. the higher the percentage that you're going to take the physical relapse. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think for me too, it's the it's that beginning phase that I'm aware of when I start physically moving like old Mike or thinking like old Mike. Oh, that son of a bitch! They did this, or you know, once I or ah, the lawnmower isn't isn't pulling for me. It's not. It's not. You know, or or I'm at a, the ball game and it's a perfect scenario for a beer, and I start walking like I'm walking to the beer. I really there's a way that I walk to the beer line that is different than me walking into the room. That's of, crazy, of, man. Uh, it's but that's crazy where the I, brain works. That's where I've got to get to. I've got to understand that when my body and my mind start thinking the way and acting the way that I did when I was drunk, Mike, then that's where the flags go up for me. That's where immediately flags go on the field. But let me say something. Because we're, you know, we could spend hours on this topic because it's so dear to my heart. But I got to say that I don't think I'm immune to any of the process you just talked about. I don't think I'm immune to ego getting in my way. I know, again, I was at a ballpark and, uh, you know, major league ball field. 
and my wife was far off in three sections over in one direction getting pizza. My daughter and my grandkids were three sections to the left of me getting autographs, and I was standing right in front of the beer vendor, and I really sat there and I thought, you know, who would really know? And it's just one beer. That's the mental. It's just one beer. It's not, That's I'm not going relapse. into full-out relapse. I'm just going to have one beer. I immediately had to say, Michael, where does one beer take you to? We all know. I, I know. I know where one beer takes me to. One where does it take you to? See, right back down the road of destitution, desperation, darkness, and despair. So I want to add one word to that. Yeah. Because it had a bunch of D words. Yeah. Death. There you go. So what what I wrote down is if you're really an alcoholic, mm -hmm. the first drink of a relapse right. is your first step towards to death. death. Yeah. And that's what I've learned for myself, <clears throat> and that's what I've learned from others in the room, unfortunately. And you brought up a great point, because I'd like to define death as I see it. Death as I see it might well, not I, be— I, I know where you're going. Yeah, not might not be part of that 140,000. It, yep. it could be part of that 140,000 alcohol-related deaths last year. But more importantly, it could be the death of everything you have. It could be the <clears> death of yourself and the potential that you have, the life that you're living— you're throwing it all away, as Phil Collins says. And it doesn't take long. I mean, <clears throat> what what I have seen, in fact, I've I've known two guys that have relapsed over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I work with both of them. What I have seen is one afternoon of drinking mm -hmm. can destroy two years' worth of work. Or more, right. Yep. I mean, I— and I, I'm just talking, yeah, or, or it's more. Because yeah, they just had two years. Yeah, so, trust me. If, yes. if if I drank. It would blow eight years. Oh, my God. Or more. In in, in one afternoon. In one afternoon. Yep. In one, first of all, because everybody would know. Yeah, right. Sure. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I, I can't, I mean, I just know me. Right, right. So everybody would know. And eight years of intense path walking, step working, diligent, you know, and beautiful life. I, it's amazing. And and I in one afternoon, all that goes away. I'll go away. So so you know I know we're tight on time, <clears throat> but I want to point out this, mm -hmm. and we should probably do an episode on it. Um, but there are twenty five things that I do mm -hmm. a day, a week, a month. A year. I mean, of the 25 things, there's one thing I, I go to an AA retreat, and it's actually coming up, you know, in April. Um, but that's one of the 25. Most of them I do every day or week. Mm -hmm. um, not much I do on a month. So, so 24 things I do on a day or weekly basis to stay sober. One thing that gets me to 25 is I go to an annual AA retreat, and mm -hmm. I've gone for seven. I think this is going to be my eighth year coming up. <clears throat> because if I'm active in my recovery program, it's harder to relapse. Thank you. Yep. I love it. And and I'm telling you, when, when I pull back on my recovery program, that ego gets in. And and it's, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I, I can see, especially guys I work with, I can see when their ego starts to go up the graph mm -hmm. yeah. and they're start their their jobs coming back stronger and their 
life's coming back and, you're and feeling more important and feeling absolutely. more stress and, feeling and i can more, hear the right. conversations like well sure. i'm going to tell that family member what to do and i'm going to do that right. and then, uh, i'm like you're not working a program dude. that's emotional relapse yeah. they've already emotionally relapsed or on the path and, and if you don't arrest it then and again that's one of the valuable things of the 25 things is working with others right 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 and, and having people around you that can say hey mikey you're getting a little a little over your skis right. with your yep. ego. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, as we wrap up, we started out talking about the writings. We have a ton of writings on the topic of relapse. We have a ton of writings on. on. So if you're a listener and you're a reader, go read some of the information because we really unpack that emotional uh, stage. We unpack the mental stage. We unpack the physical stage. We do a lot of unpacking that we can't accomplish in a half hour here, but we do it in fifteen hundred words out out on the in the writing. So check those out. Yeah, and it's tough. To, good resources. It's tough to see people relapse, man. It's tough. It, it breaks my heart. Yeah, but I mean, the way I've always looked at it now, you know, the last number of years, it's a fire alarm. Something in your life is not going right. Right. Something in your program is not going right. Right. Man, I'm glad I'm sober this morning at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Likewise, my friend. I hope I hope this helps somebody. Give me bumps, man. Love you. Love you, brother. Thanks for the muffins. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800 800- 273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 